If you wish to support the Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy podcast and Ross Purdy YouTube channel, sign up to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Ross Purdy Will Destroy Comedy. And help me destroy comedy by continuing to make for great, wonderful work that I've been doing, this podcast, uh, the videos on YouTube, as well as my live performances. With tiers starting at $5 a month, just 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 the cost of a cup of coffee. You can get early access to episodes, bonus podcast for Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy After Show that already has two episodes up and more will be coming each and every Thursday and sign up for even further tiers you can get some merchandise exclusive behind the scenes content and many more the Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy Patreon patreon.com slash Ross Purdy Will Destroy Comedy sign up today Welcome to Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. I am Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. And this week I am joined by, I hope I get this right, but it says here in my card, Sharice Salamanca, the daughter of Tuco Salamanca, the, the drug kingpin from Breaking Bad. Uh, that's a common misconception. We're actually twins. Um, oh, that's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You must have looked up the slightly wrong bio. That's my twin sister, Shuri Salamanca. I'm Shuri Sonkiller. Sure, okay, so, that makes sense. I had a whole bunch. I had a whole bunch of Breaking Bad questions ready. Like, what was the deal with Walter White? Oh, <laughs> he's a bit of a dork. He was a dork at the beginning, but then he, he became, he came bad. He, he broke bad, Charisse. He broke bad? Oh, I didn't watch like any, many of the things. So I, I thought that he broke good in the end. Well, he broke, he broke his, um, he's broke his spirits. He got so bad, he broke his spirits. Oh. Which in a way is good because you want to see the villain fall. He became the villain of his own show. And sometimes I like to think that's what this podcast is. That's not what you want. The main character of this podcast, <laughs> me, is the villain of my own show. Mm. Playing the villain is always more fun. Like coming, coming out of the, the gates just with some nonsense question just to throw you off course. What kind of person does that? I guess you have to ask yourself that, Ross Purdy. What, what kind of person does do that? What happened in your past to make this, uh, to make you this villainous? Well, 
of course, like all villains, my childhood was full of woe. But much like an, but unlike a unlike a hero whose childhood is also full of woe, I turned to the bad side. And I, I got all I broke bad, Sharice. Mm. You broke bad. Wow. I don't I. I can't, I don't know what I am. Like, I don't know if I've broken bad or broken good. Are you meant to know by this time in your life? Yes. Shit. Sharice. I'm almost 30, Ross. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I found out I broke bad when I was 14. And it was all downhill from there. Because mm. what society pegs you as a villain, they decided that for you. There could be nothing mm. else. Oh, that's really tragic. What a tragic tale, Ross. Oh. Like I said, my childhood was full of woe. What was your childhood like? Was it full of woe? Yeah, I mean, it was full of woe, but also there were a lot of waterfalls and beautiful nature. So it kind of evens out. Did you chase those waterfalls? Oh, I chased them. Yeah. You're yeah, not supposed they were... to. You're not what? supposed to do that. You're not supposed to Oh do my that. God. My mom never told me not to chase the waterfalls. Maybe that's why I'm so fucked up. Exactly. You know what they say oh, about people who chase waterfalls? What do they say? The dang scrubs. Hmm. You're a scrub. Okay. You're a scrub, Shuri. You're a scrub. Oh. This is sad news. What do I do about this? Hmm. Maybe I can scrub up. Yeah. Well, good yeah. news is, Sharice. <laughs> good news is, Sharice, that doesn't make you a villain. It doesn't. But just the, because I chase waterfalls. Well, because you're a scrub. The bad news is you're a scrub oh. and you hang from the, your, the, the left-hand side of your best friend's ride. And you live with your mama and you don't show love and you, and you do all this and that. Mm. Yeah, this really does sound like my life. Wow. I should make a song about it. You should. How did Left Eye's death affect you? Who? How did Left Eye's death affect you? Your I have no idea who that is. Your comedy. How did Aaliyah's death affect your comedy? Oh, Aaliyah. Um, how did it affect my comedy? Uh... I feel like it's the reason I got into comedy, you know? I was like, we've lost such a great artistic figure in the world. Um, I, I have to try and fill the void in whatever way I can. Um, yeah. And so, so I, I became a comedian. Okay. So, so to avenge Aaliyah's death, the famous mm. R&B star, decided to do comedy mm, not to avenge to 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 put beautiful things out into the world because she put beautiful music out into the world and comedy's a beautiful thing don't you agree they're not the same thing though yeah i mean you, you work with what you got Aaliyah is spinning in her grave right now she's hearing about what's happened in, in the event of her death. Oh, someone insp got inspired to go up and do comedy 
That's not what I meant to do. You don't know if she's spinning in a grave. How do you, did you know Aaliyah? I didn't, I didn't know, know Aaliyah. Neither of us knew Aaliyah. I'm just doing what I think she would have wanted, okay? I am spiritually in touch with Aaliyah and Left Eye. You don't even know who Left Eye is. No, I, I don't. Left Eye. She had the Left Eye. Hmm. Nope, not ringing any bells. And see, that's the problem. Did you... she sing with her left eye? Yes, for her mouth. But it was really the muscle of the left eye that was pulling the strings of that mouth. Wow. Mouth puppetry by the eye. Now consider that for a with moment. stuff. Consider that for a moment. Mm. You're such a poser. You're pretending that Aaliyah inspired you somehow just because I asked you. But you don't even know who left eye is. What else are you lying about? You've really got me there, Ross. You really got, you cut steep. You know, I, I liked Aaliyah, you know, but I, I don't know. I, it didn't, it didn't affect me a lot. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It didn't affect me a lot. I, I was, I was sad and I didn't know what to do. And I'm just trying to, I'm trying to pick up the pieces, you know? I'm just trying to make sense of the life that I've got. By going off on stage and trying to make people laugh. Yeah, why not? Yeah, how dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. I how, mean, how dare you? How do you do it? I'm sorry, I don't do comedy. I do the truth. The truth. Ah. How do you tell the difference? Well, there's nothing at all funny about the truth. Hmm. That's not true. There's that saying, it's funny because it's true. Yes, but what if I said cancer affects uh, a certain number of children? It's not, it's not funny, but it's true. <laughs> it's funny that you brought it up, though. Is it? Is this what we're doing now? We're trying to, to like do some sort of meta, just pulling away, just trying to, just trying to do some tenuous link. Tenuous link to comedy. Isn't that all comedy is? Tenuous links. Now, Charisse, I didn't tell you this before we started recording, but I like to think of this show as more of an interrogation than an interview. Wow. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really feeling that. Yeah. What did I do to deserve this? I don't know. What did anyone do to deserve anything? What did those children do to deserve cancer? Nothing. They're poor, innocent little children and they could use some R&B hip hop, but instead you're bringing comedy out to them. Yeah. That's true. Maybe I should become an R&B artist. Okay. Before then, how did you get your start in comedy? How did I get my start in comedy? Is this a serious question? We'll see. <laughs> uh, how did I get my start in comedy? Um, what defines start? Kay. I've always been hilarious. Yeah, so 
like in utero where you're just cracking up all the little germs and, and parasites and cells that live within the uterus or mm. no i don't think it was that early but i remember as a child i used to put on stupid plays out the back of the pub in this small country town that i lived in and i would just like ask strangers in the pub to come and see this play that I had put together and directed and was starring in. I feel like that's where it all began. What were these plays about? Um, uh, sticks and flowers and fairies and whatever else we happened to find and or imagine in the back courtyard of the Mullaney uh, local pub. So what you're saying is you performed at a pub that was home to comedian John Mulaney. That's exactly what I'm saying. And now he went to rehab for his alcoholism. So, mm. how, so how terrible is that? You're responsible for that too. Wow. You're really laying it on. You just really laying it on all the all the things that i've done in my life this is why why are you doing this to me i i'm not i'm not interrogating you i could interrogate you if i wanted okay do it i i always uh welcome guests turning the tables around turning I'm, the tables around i'm an open regular book. interrogation You're i'm an, an open book i'm an open book well, it's nice to have a conversation with you, Ross, because I feel like, you know, we've, we've performed together, but we haven't really talked much. You know, I don't, I don't know a lot about you. Like, uh, this is barely like, a conversation. What do, you, what do you, what do you like to read? So I read just poorly edited Wikipedia articles about mm. Australian soap operas. Why? Well, having useless knowledge about such shows as the number number ninety six, and uh, Mark loves Sharon, the greatest Australian soap uh, opera of all. I've never heard of it. Is it good? Should I watch it? <laughs> should you watch it? Should you watch Mark loves Sharon? Yes, you should. I think it defined. But I I think it remolded just what Australian TV could be. Hmm. Does he love Sharon? That's the thing. He always gets up into trouble. Ah. Oh. Is he is he like hooking up with other ladies behind Sharon's back? Yes, exactly. So it's up in the air. Does Mark actually love Sharon? Or is oh. he using his cricketing clout to sleep with other people? Sounds like they should have called the show Mark Loves Sharon question mark. Well, the question mark is implied. Hmm. Now, I know you've people these days, they love for everything to be super obvious. There's no room for any nuance. So if it was pitched today, you would need the, the question mark. But back in the day, hmm. we, we were smart enough to know that the question mark was implied. Do you think people are getting dumber? I think people are spending more time in groups. And people get dumber in groups. 
Mm. Now think about that. Mob mentality is a term. Yep. Wow, did you read that on the Wikipedia? Yes. The poorly edited <laughs> article. I feel like Wikipedia articles are pretty well edited normally. No. I like I, Wikipedia. I deliberately seek out the most poorly edited with the most misinformation, the most grammar mistakes. Hmm. Yeah, wow. That's, that's a fun Saturday night activity. And Is that fun. what you've been doing this lockdown? Well, I don't need a lockdown to do that. Okay. Yeah. Is it, do you have favorite lockdown activities since we are in lockdown currently? Well, are we allowed to talk about that on the podcast? Well, we are allowed to talk about it on the podcast, but I'm going to say there's not much difference between my life in or out of lockdown. Really? No. Hmm. So but you can't go gig. You can't do gigs. You can't do shows. I can do gigs and shows within the realm of my own dreamscape. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. And there's this. This is this is something. It is something. It often makes uh, guests feel like, "What have I agreed to?" <laughs> Why is he doing this? Is this a joke and a bit? I don't know what it is. I don't know. When when do I begin and the joke end? Yep. So this That's, is a terrible I'm I'm getting a sense of that. <laughs> this is a terrible opportunity to have a conversation with me if that's what you wanted. Oh. I've been ripped off, Ross. This sucks. Because this is a bit life is a bit, and that's what I'm trying to say throughout my art. Hmm. Life is a bit. Do you think life is a bit? What do you think life is? Hmm. What is life? Life is a bit. I think so. I think, you know, like, like any bit that you do, you have to commit to it. And life is something you have to commit to, I think, you know, for it to go well. And... Yeah, I think everyone's making it up as they go along. You know, there's not like a, oh, life, you know, there's just a, there's no pre-approved thing. Everyone does their own thing. Everyone's got their own style. Um, yeah. Is it funny? I mean, that's, that's debatable. Like, what is a bit, you know, to ask if life is a bit, we have to ask what is a bit and is a bit funny and is life funny? I don't think they are necessarily. So let's go back. Let's think. What is a bit? What is a bit? Well, a bit is less than everything because it's just a bit of everything. Yes. It's, 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 it's finite. A bit is finite, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. So let's, let's back up a little bit. Let's go backwards. Was my bit where I just heap a whole bunch of praise on the little known obscure The Wedge spinoff, Spark Love Sharon. That's the greatest drama of all time. Was that a bit? Mm. It was very dry. Mm. But was it funny? Was it funny? Well, are we defining funny as a bit? Like, does a bit have to be funny? Well, it doesn't have to. It could just be confusing. And if that's the case, I'm the king of bits. <laughs> Ross Purdy, king of bits. 
Why not? Yeah, I I mean, are you asking my opinion as to whether it was funny that that you're heaping praise on on Mark and Sharon? Mark loves Sharon. I mean, you didn't even know what it was, did you? No, I don't know a lot of these references. I don't know. We haven't had a lot of conversations, Ross Purdy. I don't know what we have in common. I didn't know what to talk about. Well, clearly we don't have Mark Love Sharon in common, which, by the way, greatest Australian drama of all time. Really? Ignore everything I said about it being a spin-off of The Wedge. <laughs> mm. I, don't, I, don't really, I don't really watch soap operas or dramas that much. So You watch Riverdale? No. You heard the song Riverside? No. Wow, I love it. Is that yours? Did you make it? I will take credit for it, but it's not mine. Great. I mean, what is art but taking credit for other people's stuff? Exactly. Thank you. And you've built a career on that, haven't you, Sharice? Oh, you're really digging deep. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, haven't we all, though, Ross? Haven't we all? Like, I think we all work off what other people have made. I mean, recently I created a character. She's a detective. You know, she's very funny. She's comedic. She's, but she's sassy. But, you know, there are so many elements of her that are based on Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall. We owe so much of all dramatic personas to those who have come before us. Mm. That's my ethos anyway. Yeah, yeah, and you say that. And I remember, I remember that character. And you went up and you just did George Carlin's seven dirty words you can't say on TV bit. Like you're literally just stolen what's coming bef- come before you. But stealing's fun. Yeah, then afterwards. Like steal. And then after that, you started saying stuff like, society's stupid, I'm the smart one. Uh, those are your allegations, and I will neither approve nor deny them. Sometimes, sometimes I think my life is a tragedy, but actually, it's a comedy. Why? <laughs> <laughs> is that how you always laugh and then i go on freaking robert de niro and i freaking shoot his face off hmm. do you think we have responsibility as members of the arts to make sure there's a good influence out there hmm I don't think we have a responsibility, but I don't like artists that do things that are shit and make society more shit. What, what makes society? I think going up there and blatantly stealing George Carlin's seven words you can't say on TV bit is making society shit. What do you think makes society shit? Look, I think I, I think that all of my practices are completely legit. Uh, and if you want to, if you want to attack me for them, you can take it up with me in court. Uh, but I think what makes society shit is, is, you know, not calling out the bullshit and, and, you know, 
keeping stereotypes going. Oh, there you go. Talking about not calling out bullshit. And that's what you said too when you were doing your George Carlin bit. You're like, I'm calling out the bullshit. Well, I was. Why not? I love calling out the bullshit. I, I think, but, but Ross, you call out the bullshit as well. I feel like that's, that's what you do. You know, you're a truth teller. That's what you say, right? Well, I tell the truth more than I make jokes. Mm. Like the fact that Mark Love Sharon redefined the Australian television landscape. Yeah, that is a beautiful truth. I mean, I think more people need to know about this. Are you going to make a show about it? About what? About you stealing about from George Carlin? <sighs> Look, I mean, you could if you wanted to. But I was thinking you could make like a Mark Loves Sharon reboot, but it's just you. And, but I'm all alone. I'm just spitballing here. But I'm all alone. Am I Mark or am I Sharon? Or am I both Mark and Sharon? I feel like you'd be both. Oh. So, like, is one side, like, on, like, a glammy, a glamorous side, and then the other mm. side is, like, I'm a man, and I keep switching sides. And, like, I'm both Mark and yeah. Sharon. And it's actually a note to self-love. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I think that would be a really beautiful show. And then, and then I think the subtext is you're calling out the bullshit of gender norms and that you need to be in a relationship in order to love yourself. Okay, I wasn't going to bring this up. But not only did you steal from George Cullen, I remember you stole that. I have to bring this up now. Because of... Oh, no. You stole that Bill Hicks quite frankly, really misogynistic rant about how, oh, you think you, you should be talking because you have a vagina and blah, 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 which is really bizarre coming from you. But I didn't want to say anything, but I mean, you're always going on off about the truth and. Mm. Well, it's satire, you know? Like you just take something that some asshole has had and you throw it back out into the world and voila, satire. You didn't have to do much. Okay. Comedy's but, easy. But that was a really angry reaction to a heckler. And you did the whole dance yeah, and everything I mean, he did. I mean, that choreography took a long time to learn. Then you did Goat Boy. What was that about? Goat Boy? You did that Bill Hicks big Goat Boy? I think boy. I might have been... Uh, I think I might have been really drunk at that point. I don't remember. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Although you were really coherent with your, um, your ripper-offery. I mean, I'm a, I'm a coherent drunk. What can I say? It's a real skill. I, I can do two things. Comedy and drunk coherency. Now, great. You chose a great industry for this. I feel like I did. And I feel like Alia would be proud. Who? I love you, Alia. Who? Alia? Alia. Huh? huh? Who's this? The, the singer who died. There's a lot of singers that died. The R&B. The Big Bopper? <laughs> no. 
Richie Valens. Buddy Holly, mm. they're all on that same plane. Yeah, I mean, sure, for sure. Um, are you going to release a hip-hop album ever? Uh, I already released um, a show that was pretty much a hip-hop album. I already did a live comedy show that was just a live hip-hop album. You mean Rainbow Piss? Yes. That was my stage adaptation of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Oh, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Yeah. A stage adaptation of a hip-hop album. That's beautiful. That's inspired, Russ Purdy. How did you you come up with that? Also, but it's also not really much like the actual story of the album. Like, I pretty much changed everything. Huh. So what you're saying is you stole from Kanye West and then you adapted it into a new show, a new bit. I mean, you've been accusing me of stealing this whole time, but Russ, I, I think that you're just as guilty as me. But it was nothing like the album. I broke up with Amber Rose, sure. You just said. Hey, Kanye West steals from other people's music all the time. And when the hip hop people do it, it's called sampling. And I was just doing a sample. A sample. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like you could do a whole show that's just a sample of other people's comedy bits. And you just like repeat them over and over. That'd be fun. Ah, yes. And I, I remember you did something similar. That's different from the Colin and Bill Hicks bit. When you read The Great Gatsby. Different. Oh, Great Gatsby. I mean, I don't know if that was comedy. I think that was just art, you know? Willfully antagonizing the audience. Art. So is there a difference between art and comedy, Charisse? Salamanca. Is there a difference? Salamanca. Uh, that's my twin. Oh, keep telling you. Is there a difference between art and comedy? I, I think that comedy is art, but art is not comedy always. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that comedy is the highest art. Discuss. <laughs> okay, I get what you mean. <laughs> I've been to one of those parties. <laughs> yeah, 420, am I right? <laughs> uh, no, don't, don't tell the people about it. It's a, it's a secret. I freaking dropped I'm... shrooms at the last night of Comedy Festival. And I feel you like my, shrooms. Wow. my whole perspective has changed. On comedy, on bits, on life? Or are they the same thing? Oh, just my hands. Oh, yeah. My hands became really stretchy. Hmm. Stretching to new comedic ideas. Not, not really. Believe, oh. it, believe it or not, I find psychedelics terrible for generating comedy ideas. 
you want to see some cool really? colors, great. But if you want to think of some like ideas, drugs has never helped. Huh. In the book I'm reading in the moment, uh, this guy talks about how he took LSD for a, like a scientific drug trial and um, in order to like fix, like figure out a problem to do with the funguses he was studying. And then in the drug trial, he was just like, Ooh, I'm a fungus. Ooh, I'm underground. Mm, I like it here. Uh, and he came out of that and was like, I didn't solve anything, but uh, that was, that was cool. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what that says about that. That describes my experience at the closing night party while on shrooms. There was a brief two minute window where I saw all the lights around the dance floor and I was about to burst into tears of happiness. Aww. But then two minutes afterwards, I completely sobered up. <laughs> it hit me intensely oh, for no. a short period of time. And then they played Dancing on My Own by Robin, which really made me mad. It hushed my it vibe. It made you mad? Why? It hushed my vibe. Aww. But, but isn't that really like the the song that would that would go so well with your show of um, whatever who, whoever loves whoever I've forgotten their names Mark loves Sharon, you know, like at the end of Mark loves Sharon, you're wearing the wig and the moustache of Mark and Sharon, and you are both at once, and you're dancing to Dancing on My Own by Robin. I don't know. I, I think it's a really beautiful image. No. Because it's a, a, a overdone song. It's overrated. It's, it's overdone. I remember when that song came on at Closing Night Party. I remember. And then uh, Andrew McClelland, who is also a comedian and DJ, appeared. And I have danced to that song so many times when he has played it. And he appeared and started dancing near me. And I was like, and like dancing with me. And I was like, Ah, Andrew McClellan, the patron saint of dancing on my own. And it was delightful and I was very pleased. And while I was off in the corner, being sobered up and going, playing this song really harsh for my vibe. I was feeling, seeing lights and stuff, but now, ugh. 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 What do you have against Robin? <laughs> I've got nothing against Robin. It's the song. They play it all the time. They play it all the time because it's at a festival. great song, Ross Purdy. At the festival. You can't go anywhere at that festival without them playing that song. It's too much. Play something did someone, different. Did someone break your heart to that song? Is jokes, that what happened? Joke's on you. I've never had my heart broken. You've never had your heart broken. Because I've never given my heart to someone. Oh. Ha! Got you. I never, even, I, ne I never even shared my heart with anyone. Not even a little bit. Like, not even a, a piece. Boom. Not even a bit. Boom. Ha! Suck it. Wow. I envy you. Yeah, that must be nice. I am the king of not being noticed. And not knowing oh. what to do in certain situations. I thought you were the king of bits. I am also the king of bits. So you can be king of oh. many things. Just like you can be... Uh, you want to be a king or a queen? You can be both. Mm. I feel like I want to be both. Like, Sure. 
you know, like I want to be the queen of dancing on my own at the club, but I, I want to be like the king of misogynist comedy. Sure. So the king of queens. Yes. Perfect. I was just sitting there waiting to deploy that great reference. And then you said misogynistic comedy. And I'm like, you're asking for this great Kevin James diss. I don't know who this is. The King of Queens. It's a great, wonderful Kevin James sitcom. Fat guy with a hot wife. Wow, that sounds that sounds terrible. It <laughs> is. really bad. It is. <laughs> I really don't want to see that show. It is. And you nailed it without even having to... I freaking... <sighs> and Ben Stiller's dad lives in the basement. Oh. That is actually... Really, I've, uh, now that you've told me and explained the joke, that's a really great joke uh, that I set you up for that we did not plan, audience members. Well, nothing on the show is planned. <sighs> no, that's... That much is obvious. So... So... What happened with the end of your mushroom trip? Did it just, did you learn anything other than things about your hands? Not at all. I just became a, uh, a, a anxious, self-doubting mess. Uh, but I don't need shrooms mm. to be that. So honestly, waste mm. of time. It wasn't like the first mm, time I did I shrooms. It wasn't like the first time I did shrooms where Damien Vosk turned into my dad. Wow. Was that meaningful? I don't know what it meant. Like, Damien, why... Did you a hug and were you like, I'm loved now? Why is Damien Voss turning into my dead dad? What does this mean? Is he my dad now? Is this what this means? I feel like Damien Vosk is all about dads, you know? He's got a dad vibe. And you'll love that. You'll you will love, love that. You'll love dad me and Vosk. Yeah, now we're talking about somebody that nobody knows. Oh, well, people know, but not everyone knows. If you listen to this show regularly, you know who he is. He's been on. You know, he's been on. Yeah, he's a comedian. And he's, he's the dad of uh, us at Improv Pit, right? And that brings me to an actual question. Okay. Improv. Yes. With a question mark at the end. With a question mark at the end. Mm. I like that you spelled it out instead of left the nuance there of whether or not it was a question. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I, I, I I'm realize, not smart I, enough. I realize that some people <laughs> these days they can't keep up. That's true. It's true. I'm not. I'm not smart enough. Um, improv. Yeah, I I do improv. We did improv together at Comedy Fest. I think improv's pretty fun. I don't think I'm very good at it though. Hey, but I'm learning. No, none of us feel very good at it. <laughs> Does anyone feel good at improv? That's the question. Oh, yeah. All the other people at the company. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that's a, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It, this is my first year doing, doing improv like uh, shows. Um, so I got thrown in the deep end at Comfest and it was great. I, I found out that I could hold an accent for an entire show. I did a southern, southern Texas. I don't know kind of southern accent for for an entire hour and that southern that's not hard 
don't want to okay don't want to spoil your spirit but it's one of the easiest accents to hold on to look i'm not a trained actor all right i'm very proud of this little fact well neither am i and maybe i'm just making you feel bad because i feel bad and i'm just projecting Mm. what do you feel bad about well (sighs) never given my heart to anyone I acted with a lot of bravado before, but I was actually holding something deep inside me that wants to Mm. go out there. I want to be Mark or Andor Sharon. Mark Andor Sharon. Yeah. I mean, I don't recommend it, to be honest, giving your heart to someone. Okay. It kind of sucks. Because then you're not in control of your heart. Ross is taking notes for those who can't uh, I'm see. Writing, I'm um, writing. I'm writing right now. He's, he's writing notes. Yeah, I, I think that... Um, I think it's just very painful. And I think, you know, whenever I'm in a relationship, usually I'm, you know, less focused on my own projects. Less you know, you can be either successful or give your heart to someone. And getting your heart broken is really destructive for your self-esteem. So I think you've done a pretty good job. Yes. Don't tell my boyfriend I said that. Okay. Well, when I see him next, who's your boyfriend? Zach and Cody from Zach and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Zach and Cody as my boyfriend. (laughs) Zach and Cody from the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I've never seen this. What is this other sitcom? Are they hot? Do they want to be my boyfriend? Don't tell my boyfriend I said that. Well, at the time, they were like 10 years old. Oh. They're over 18 now, but I can't tell you what they look like. Well, was I 10 years old at the time? Because then I think it'd be okay. You might have been slightly older. Uh, I don't really know how old you are now. If you were around the same age I was during the height of that show... You, no, wait, no, wait, you, mean, might, you might be around the same age. Okay, all right. Well, um, if you know them, um, drop them a line. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm not single. I forgot. Well, I am. So, Zach and Cody. If you're listening. If you're listening, I'm not willing to give my heart to you because I want to focus on my projects. And that's what I learned from Sharice Salamanca. Yeah. I, I'm glad I could teach you this valuable lesson in life. Was there any In this any, bit we call it, life. Yeah, it's a bit. Was there anything you were hoping out of this podcast to get out of it? What was I hoping to get out of it? Uh, I feel like I wanted to know more about you, Ross. I think that's what I wanted, you know? Like you, I respect you and your art and your truth-telling I, I wanted to know something and I feel like I've learned something, you know, I've learned that you've never given your heart to anyone and, and you've learned that I have too many times, you know, and I feel closer to you. I don't know, but was that a bit, was I just doing what's a bit and what's not in this show? Mm. I think I believed you. Dave Hughes punched my cat once. <gasps> Is there anything what? you want to plug? 
uh, uh, the program isn't announced yet, um, but at some point in the future, possibly at Melbourne Fringe, I will be putting on a show called Fresh and Fruity. That's all about fruit. It's a variety show cabaret with all of the weirdest comedians in, in, uh, in all of Melbourne. Uh, and they all have to do fruit-themed comedy. Oh, who would do fruit-themed comedy? Me! What, <laughs> what, 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 like dress up like some sort of fruit, like a freaking banana or something like that? Who would do that? Uh, who would do that? Certainly not anyone like you. No one, no one like you, as sophisticated as you, would do a bit like that. I'm no. Sure. And boy, would have, that would have been a good question to ask about fresh and fruity. Like, actually talk about your career in this industry instead of all the other stuff that happened. Oh, well. Boy, hope I get fired. <laughs> Are you going to fire you? No. I haven't got the power to let power go. Mm. Boom. Kanye West reference, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It's all tied up. Wow. Oh, that was smooth, Ross. That was smooth. I love it. <laughs> You got any final words? Final words. Um, bless ye. Uh, life is a bit. Make of it what you will. Life's a bit, then you die. Yeah. And give your heart to someone. Don't be dancing on my own. Ugh. Now here's my sign out, Frey. Prosperity does not dominate.